Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the podcast that rocks. I know that's not the most creative name, but literally every other name I could think of or was suggested was absolutely terrible. This is going to be a monthly podcast where I have some two people on every time with me, and they'll alternate out, talking about music every episode, but then we'll also talk about whatever else we can think of. This is a casual, not professional podcast, so don't expect anything too grand or extravagant, because let's be honest, you know that's not what I'm known for. With me today are two of my friends for years that I've known from Florida and touring through the festival scene. Both of them have been really huge names in that festival photography scene because of all the groups they've been a part of and the work they've done. Please help me welcome Trevor Williams and Lizzie Davis. Trevor and Lizzie, please introduce yourselves and how long you've been into concert photography. I have been into photography in concerts since like 2006 um, was the first show I ever took a camera to. Um, I started sneaking in like a little compact Kodak camera and you uh, awful person sneak <laughs> so i started that in 2006 i went to go see trivium um in virginia did that for probably six years and then i eventually reached out to all that remains publicist um when they were on razor and tie and kind of shot them some of the pictures that i got the last time they were in town um and they gave me a photo pass working directly for them you know even without a media outlet at the time um, shot that show in 2012, and ever since then, I've been doing it. Awesome. So roughly 2006 as amateur, 2012 as actually taking it as a serious yep. venture. Got it. Yeah. And, and Lizzie, go ahead. Um, mine was a different adventure since I actually was into graphic design and doing web design for bands before I got into photography. But uh, I basically tell everybody that I've been shooting since about 2011. Perfect. Okay. So both of you have been doing this for quite a while. That's how you kind of connected as well. You guys also have bonded throughout the years over concert photography as well. And I just wanted to point this out and put you both on the spot. Congratulations on your engagement to each other and getting on Ship Rocked. Can you please go really quick on how you propose to each other? Because this is not only music related. Um, I don't think many people have this actual interaction with each other when they get to propose to. Yeah, I'll let Trevor take this one. <laughs> so basically, um, <laughs> so Lizzie's been friends with Jacoby of Papa Roach for a few years now. Um, and we had randomly hung out with them backstage at a Myrtle Beach show a uh, while ago and got to know him a little bit. Um, so anyways, I, I kind of came up with the idea. I was like, you know what? I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want her to have the full rock star treatment that she deserves. So I was like, let me get some band involved. And then I was thinking about who she was friends with. And I was like, Papa Roach would be perfect. So um, I initially was going to ask him uh, on Shiprock about doing it at the first date of the Shinedown show, which is in a few days, like a week from now down here in Florida. I was initially yeah. going to try that. Um, but it just happened to work out that when I mentioned the idea to him, he was like, oh, hell no, let's do that shit on the boat. Let's do it now. I'm so excited. And he was excited. He was pumped up and amped. <laughs> he was like, oh, we're going to surprise the hell out of her. She's not going to have any idea. So he was super excited. So it kind of pushed it up. And luckily, I just kind of brought the ring with me just in case something like that happened. And, nice. Um, panned out. So that was like the day we got on the boat. And I think their first show was like, third day or something so it was like 48 hours that i had basically from the time i mentioned it to him to the time it actually pulled it off and there were probably 20 people involved um all the tour managers uh all their crew everybody in the band they had basically like uh planned the whole thing out and they figured out what time they were going to do it in the set and you know whole nine yards so i just got lucky and it all panned out worked out flawlessly and she had no idea so lizzie nice. were you completely surprised like by far yeah. yeah well yeah i mean like jacoby pulled it off so flawlessly where i don't i don't know if you hold heard the whole story where we were standing side stage um, yeah well i saw parts of it I, I saw the video online that got shared like crazy on facebook so yeah yeah, so I I mean I was we were just watching the show from side stage and their tour manager pulled us up like closer to the stage and said, Oh, they want you to have a better view at one point. So I was like, 
well, it's interesting. Does he mean we should keep shooting or not? Because I was like, why, why would he want us to be closer? Well, then Jacoby, a couple songs later, comes up like right where we were standing and points at me and asks if I had my camera. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Yes, but why? <laughs> and then he was, so he calls me on stage to take a shot of them um, with like all the crowd on Chip Rocked in the background. Right. And so of course I'm clueless. And then after I snap a couple shots and start to turn around and leave, Jacoby's like, no, hold on, wait a second. Just wait there. And then like, I see Trevor's head poke up from in front of Tony's drum kit. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Damn, not the greatest reaction no. right? <laughs> oh trevor <laughs> yep pretty much well i looked i literally looked over at tony and i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit, oh, shit. <laughs> that's even worse and the bad thing is is he knew so he was just smiling the whole time and like nodding his head like oh yeah this is totally happening right now yeah he loved it that's awesome so i know i kind of derailed everything but i wanted people to hear that story also that were like listen to my channel because that's awesome to hear like um i can't say this enough jacoby shaddix and papa roach are one of the best examples of bands that do anything for their fans they yeah, are the yep. band that invite people on their tour bus that spend way too long in meet and greet lines just to talk to yep. people. They have always been that way. And this is just more proof of that to help. So they'll help people out that they care about. So that's so awesome to hear. Now, jumping back to concert photography, I've been doing this roughly since 2013 as an actual venture, like trying to make something out of it. And right. I speak for, I can comfortably speak for both of you when I say this for myself. There are a lot of people in concert photography that make a bad name for concert photographers, unfortunately. And the reason I bring that up is because there's so many stories of people competing against each other, trying to find, like, get their spot for the bigger concerts, and they don't because other people will kind of scam their way into it. There's no other nice way to say that. So I'm not trying to like steer this into a negative like bad connotation or a bad way to talk about this. I want to talk about what are some of the best ways you can do things in cons photography? What are some of the best practices you guys have had that you've noticed and other friends of ours, just acquaintances and people in the pit that you've noticed like, okay, these are good people. I want to shoot around them. Like what right. are some of the, what are some of the best traits you've known that like you can actually tell people that are trying to get into concert photography or want to know what it's like being a photographer in the pit for a festival or all the way down to like a local bar and grill photo shoot for a band? Um, well, for me, I, I've always told people, even though nobody seems to have like a traditional start into how they got into concert photography, I still encourage anybody new to the scene to go to the local bars and get into the local scene. Um, right. Because when you do it that way, you're not, you're not going to the big bands without any sort of portfolio or anything and saying, hey, give me a photo pass. You're actually exactly. building your reputation and your portfolio up. Um, and then it's a great way to actually meet, you know, the smaller bands. And they're really appreciative of the photographers because not a lot of people go to those small shows. And certainly even less people are there taking quality photos of them. So for me, I, when I lived in North Carolina, especially, I was friends with all of the local bands and they were always ready to have me out at their shows. And then it's great because once they start opening for bigger acts, like um, I had, I was friends with a band that ended up opening for Buck Cherry one night. And, okay. um, you know, obviously now not quite as big of a name as they were back in 2011, 12. But for me, it was a big deal because it's like, oh, this is actually a mainstream band that I now get to shoot just because I'm friends with the local act. Right. Uh, but aside from that, uh, really, it's just treat each other with respect, obey the rules, be nice to each other. Like we we know that sounds so. so uh, that sounds so simple to do, right? And somehow people don't. It's true. Trevor, <laughs> and we're, 
yeah. we're very lucky though that this this group that we've kind of fallen into in like central florida there's a few people that we know from like orlando area and a handful that we shoot with constantly over here in tampa st pete area that we all just we all love the music i think we all appreciate you know their artistry and everything that they do you know on right. stage and we just appreciate the music because we're fans of most of the stuff that we shoot um and they just happen to be you know super nice we all get together uh probably once every two or three months and we all have dinner together uh nice you know just stuff like that so it's become more you know you make good friends you know with some of those people that you see you know five six ten times a year or more you know so yeah. So I talking about this because I know a lot of people wonder also how to get into cost photography. Like we, Lizzie touched upon, like start shooting local bar and bar and grill scenes, build your own portfolio while helping out other younger bands. That way you don't have to worry about competing against other people. You're helping other names out while you grow things like that. Also talking about respect, getting to know each other, like no, make friends in the pits, be respectful. These are all pretty basic ideas. And I, can't stress enough a lot of people don't there's a sense of entitlement <laughs> for entitlements and um an air of chauvinism and feeling like you're better than other people there's always at least one especially in the festival circuit that acts like that unfortunately so it all boils down to don't be an idiot <laughs> and i think we all know that's always going to be that way at least with one person um I myself have had a lot of shots ruined by just Hail Marys, which is for people that don't know, would literally will take their camera and raise it high above them, like hoping for a Hail Mary shot. And that ruins all the photos behind them. I'm sure yeah. Trevor and Lizzie can um, also testify that as well as they've probably been knocked around in the photo pit too, whether that's getting elbows in the face, shoulder to shoulder checked or whatever that might be. One so, time at um, Lunatic Luau, which is actually the festival that Trevor and I met at up in Virginia Beach. Ah. Um, we were shooting Kill Switch Engage in the photo pit and a crowd surfer came up over the rail and their boot hit me in the back of the head, which <laughs> pushed my lens into the stage, which pushed the camera into my face, which wasn't a great experience. I think and, she had a little bit of a black eye after that, actually. Which is was, that and that when you met her? Uh, I can't remember if that was the first year or the second. Year. You can't remember I, much from that show. Year. <laughs> that the was the year's fault. Yeah. yeah. So second year, okay, that's fine. So after a while, though, you said, "Hey, aren't you that girl that almost died at the kill switching cage photo?" <laughs> 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 no, there were plenty of other uh, stories amongst the way, but yeah. Gotcha. We've, we've all had our instances with that getting pushed around and stuff uh, like that. Uh-huh, unfortunately. So to, all, to everyone out there, I think this is the short list. Be respectful of each other in the photo pit. Work your way up, and then you can start applying for other bands. But once you're in the photo pit with other people, whether that's an actual concert venue or a festival, be respectful of each other because concert photographers will stick up for each other. But bad attitudes will catch up to you, and blacklisting is a real thing. Yeah, I just just for those people that are new to the scene, us concert photographers that have been in this for five plus years, we all have our little groups. I mean, like me, Luke, Trevor, we all yep. have our little chat on Facebook where we chit chat back and forth and... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call out anybody's names, but I'm also not going to say we've never talked about people that... Yeah, we've had to talk about problematic people. And when we it gets to that level, because we have to actually see a problem or know right. of people by name for it to be addressed that way. And that's how most people are. So if you're that bad, that, that means we're not the only ones that know. The word right. gets out real fast. Exactly. If you cause that much of a problem for other photographers, if you're lying about your credentials, if you're not posting stuff that you say you are, if you're disrespectful to fans and other photographers, especially the fans who pay to get in and you're disrespectful to them, word gets out. Yep. And it's, it, it always works that way. You will be known for that. I think that's what kind of sucks. That what's put a bad spot on that. So there's so much more to photography than holding a camera. And unfortunately, not every idiot can hold a camera. So. <laughs> well, Actually, lots of idiots I, can hold a camera, but no, not. A not lot of yeah, yeah, not. Do, uh, okay, so how should I word that then? Not every idiot should hold a camera. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> is that is that better? Okay, not every idiot should hold a camera. So that was like the little bit because I wanted to have you guys on here talking a bit about that because so really quick before we move on to the next topic, what's the next um, show that you're going to shoot if there's one coming to town in Florida for you guys? Uh, we actually have Shinedown and Papa Roach next week. Nice. First night that, of the tour. That's yeah. with Asking Alexandria also, correct? Yes, it is. Awesome. I'll be seeing that in the end of March. That's when they come to St. Louis. Nice. I'm excited too. I Shine Down always has. I've only had one experience with Shine Down where they did not have a killer light show and set. And I saw it this past year twice. And they really yeah. have great lighting. They know what they're doing. Uh, Brent Smith could sing his butt off. I yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so you, you saw my. This for me is so crazy because like my last story of 2018 ended with Shine Down, and my first story of 2019 ended with Pop or started with Papa Roach, and mm -hmm. so really, actually, my first show of the year is like my two highlight bands in the nice. last two months. That's a so. good. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so that's really good. And going back now, so since we have concerts, I'm going to shoot um, Daughters, which is like a noise rock band coming up in a week and a half. Then I'm flying to New York to shoot Within Temptation. Nice. So I'm super excited about that. And speaking of travel, and this is the other reason I wanted to talk, have you guys on for this episode. We shoot festivals together and festival season is finally coming up. We wait for Yay. this, all Woo. this stuff all year long. And you guys just got done with Shiprocked, and that is a festival on a giant boat. That's true. <laughs> to be fair, and that really is what it is. Could you go over some of your favorite highlights of Shiprocked 2019, which was the 10th anniversary? What were some of your favorite ones? Oh, um... Besides All being proposed to, yes, <laughs> I, I, I made sure to exclude that because I didn't want her to. I didn't want Trevor's feelings hurt. No, it's all good. Um, one thing in particular for anybody that happened to be there was Brian Head Welsh from Corn um, premiered his video documentary on his life and like his drug addiction and uh, life on the road stuff like that um, and raising his kid um, during the movie premiere. Just everybody in the theater, yeah, you could hear people sniffling and getting emotional and stuff like when it got to certain parts. But at the end, he did a little Q&A session um, with a few people in the audience and stuff like that. And right towards the end, Jacoby and all the Papa Roach was sitting like in the third row or something like that. And Jacoby gets up there and um, goes to the mic and basically just, you know, has this heart to heart with uh, Brian, like just about how he inspired him. Um, how his story has helped motivate him to stay clean for so long and, you know, life with kids, you know, Jacoby's got a few kids as well. So he understands that. And they just kind of had a moment where they were loving on each other. And it was really, really sweet to see. I actually got like a full video of the whole thing too. And it was really nice. I got shared a bunch too. And that's huge. just a whole story between them being friends over the years and stuff it was really, really cool to see that. So that was a unique experience. You'll probably never see anywhere else. No, so. That was kind of the moment when I've been talking to people this year after ship rocked. That's the one I say that was like the highlight moment and the people, you know, the people that have been on ship rocked, they call it a ship rocked family and moments like that are really the ones that define why they call it that. Cause that, for sure isn't anything you see anywhere else. The, so, that's, um, so what are some of the other highlights? I know you guys went to Mexico, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. The artist Q and A, they usually do every single year. They get a, a few members from different bands. They had Chris motionless on there, Jacoby, um, Jesse of 10 years. Uh, who else did they have on there? Brian from corn. They had a handful of people up there that did it this year, but it's always, it's always a, like a laughing session because there's always somebody who's cracking jokes the whole time. And it was just hilarious. You just sit who, there and the who was the joke cracker this time? Uh, I don't know. Jacoby's a good one, but I think they had Mike, uh, the lead singer of suicidal tendencies. And okay. he decided to just go on like a 10 minute rant. Anytime somebody asked him a question. So people were ragging on him for his long answers. Oh yeah. Nice. And then he started joking that people are going to stop asking me questions. And then everybody would ask him a question <laughs> to get the uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. So but, that, that's another really cool thing. Um, I think, uh, Joey had, of Anthrax came out and, played with who did he play with was, was it, this on the stowaways 
Yeah. No, no, it was during like nothing more set. I or was it Seven Dust? It might have been Seven Dust. It was somebody set he came out for in the yeah. Joey's come out with Seven Dust before. Yeah, he jumped out on the stage and did a few songs with them. Um, Clint Lowry from Seven Dust played with Nothing More. He played two songs on guitar with them. Um, Jacoby came out for Nothing More set and did Don't Stop, which he's featured in the video, if anybody's ever seen that or heard that song. Um, he did that on both the Nothing More sets. Um, Mikey, Mikey from, from Islander, Islander came, came out, out during, during Papa Roach's set. Yeah, nice. so I mean, you just get kind of these mix-up of different you know, guest singers or guitar players or drummers or whoever that'll just jump on stage because they're all friends. So they yeah. just make it more of a fun atmosphere for themselves and they enjoy it and get to do cool stuff. So Right, that's awesome to hear. I mean, I, I didn't get to go on Shiprock this year because my two friends kicked me out of their cabin. But that's okay. <laughs> what you're talking about? It wasn't yeah. us. You had to go buy a house, so that's um, your fault financially. I, first of all, <laughs> I was already kicked out of the cabin before I bought the house, so technically, <laughs> that's how that played out. So okay, there you go. Well, yeah. we're gonna get you in next year. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll figure out a way to sleep in the corner of your cabin next year, so that way it'll all smooth out. We're stuffing you in the closet. You're not going to gonna be get fair. To sleep you in haven't the put me in your suitcase and taken me on all the trips you've gone on. Um, you have to get in the suitcase first. I at least tried to get to ship rocked. Exactly. Also, I can't fit in that that tiny cruise closet. Lizzie can. I can't. <laughs> No, the ones this year were bigger. The room that we had was much bigger. You could definitely fit in a closet, like standing up and everything. You'd be fine. Oh, the cruise was so much bigger and better this year. The one you are not so much nicer. That's what I just heard. We had a window this year, all right? So now you fell last I did have a window last year. That's correct. You know what? Speaking of windows, this is one of those things that happens only on Shiprock. The first night we were getting into the room and we just had the door open because we were pulling all of the luggage inside and these two random people went it was a chick and a dude and they're passing by our door and they look in and like literally just pop their head in and they're like hi and we're like what are you doing and they were like we just wanted to see what your room looked like because you guys have a window and we don't and <laughs> we've never so seen they, one before yeah well i'm not on a boat anyway <laughs> never seen a window oh my god it's so clear and so well so anyway so we invite them in obviously because it's really easy to make friends on ship yeah and, um, so they're in the room and we're just chatting with them and then suddenly they say oh well we should probably get going because we got to play a set in a few minutes and we're like oh you're a band <laughs> yeah who was it it was Rivals. They were oh, one of okay. the smaller bands on the bill, but we yeah. actually ended up going to the, their sets because we quickly made friends with them and turned nice. out they were really good too. So We had brunch with them one morning too. Two of the uh, members came to brunch with us and a bunch of the other concert photographers that we had on the boat that we're friends with. So That's awesome. Pretty cool. I think they're on a couple of the festivals. Incarceration, so... I know for a fact they're on. I don't yeah, know about any of the DWP the ones. Yeah. yeah, but if anybody's gone in car incarceration, check them out. Incarceration's an awesome one too this summer. It's it's like the lineup's actually pretty I want to do incarceration just because I love Shawshank Redemption, but actually some of the bands really do it for me too. And so yeah. that's always a cool type thing. So yeah. moving on from Ship Rocks, I have both of the lineups for two of the festival or at least the first festival I know we're all gonna try to be at is Welcome to Rockville. Yep. This is the one where we all met at. This is in Jacksonville, Florida. I used to live 14 miles away from this festival for years. That's where I was in Jacksonville. And um, really quick, be honest, what are your thoughts on this year's lineup? Oh, I'm stoked for it. Because okay. last year, last year, I thought day three was kind of like the first two days were good. And then day three was kind of like a face plant. Um, yeah, okay. No, no offense <laughs> meant. No, it's but, fine. I, we're like, by the way, when we say this, like, this is coming from the um, eyes of a concert photographer, too, not a fan. So right. our view and our workload is very different from like those who are just kind of sitting there and enjoying it because we like have work we need to do. Wait, this this is how we enjoy it, like what we get accomplished and what we see through the show. So, like for the first two days last year for Rockville, you said we're pretty solid. And the third day was it kind of started falling apart a little bit. Yeah. But gotcha. this year, I look at the lineup and I'm like, this is a solid lineup every day. So, okay. Trevor, what do you think about Rockville this year? I think it's good. Um, definitely nice to see Architects on there because they're a yes. band. Yes. 
England that not a whole lot of people have probably seen in the States. They don't tour over here that often. So they're going to open some eyes, I think, because they're in the metalcore-ish category, yeah. like a kill switch engage type of thing and, you know, stuff like that. And I think a lot of people are going to catch on to them after seeing them live. And they're going to have a ton of new fans, hopefully in the States after doing a few shows. So Yeah. They actually go are going on tour too with While She Sleeps throughout this spring during the festival circuit too. So I'm hoping that improves it because Architects, are not only fantastic, their album Holy Hell made my top 10 of the albums of 2018. It's so good. It's great. Yeah, that was a great album. It's really worth checking out. And also, like Architects really are, you said Metalcore, they are like the flag carrying bannered band of Metalcore. That's the sound, like if you want to say, what's Metalcore sound like? You would just play one of their songs. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. As for Rockville, for me, I like this lineup quite a bit over the past few years because this one has a lot more variety in sound. On day yeah. one is Corn, The Prodigy, Evanescence, and Flogging Molly. And Kill Switch Engage. together are like. Yeah. I know. What? And Kill Switch Engage. And we just talked about them. And Tom oh, Morello yeah. of Rage Against the Machine doing his solo stuff. Beartooth, yeah. Star Set, which is one of my favorite bands, newer bands currently going right now. So Star Set's t- actually not going to be on it. Sorry to burst your bubble. They had I, some. I did, yeah. They had, yeah. Okay. I did see that too. I should have stopped myself with that's okay. I know there's some, there's <laughs> some like, um, yeah, but like, there's so much, there's so many different varieties. Hands like houses, you know, Wilson. There's yeah, that's yeah. just day one. And then so Saturday. One little thing yeah. too about uh, the first day that everybody should pay attention to is that Kill Switch Engage is playing the same day as Light the Torch, which was Howard, the previous singer for Kill Switch. They're playing on the same day. Yep. And I know for a fact that Howard has done some recordings for the new album that Killswitch is supposed to put out this year. So don't be surprised if you see Howard make an appearance during Killswitch's set. Yep. I hope it's going to happen. I don't want to give everybody's hopes up, but I think something it's is going to pull off. We're gonna if they're going to be in the same city and Killswitch Engage has a decent time slot, they should. There's no reason they wouldn't. Also, Light the Torch has been no pun intended, on fire on Sirius XM. They are playing their song constantly. <laughs> yep. I Light the Torch was definitely one of my favorites from the last year, uh, album-wise. They were probably in the top three. That's yeah. such a good CD. It is. Lizzie, what were you giggling about? Your joke. <laughs> it wasn't Your even a joke. I'm not supposed to make the bad jokes here, not you. It wasn't a joke. I specifically said it wasn't a pun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh-huh. anytime you say no pun intended, pun intended. <laughs> no, that's not, because I know you're going to start giggling like a little schoolgirl, which you just did. Which I'm going to do anyway, if I know. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. Nothing's constant. <laughs> anyway, so, on Rockville, day two, the headliners are Rob Zombie, Shinedown, and Judas Priest. That is a heavy, lot, yeah. like... And to Saturday in this moment, also featuring in this moment, Skillet, Black Label Society, Tremonti, the new Grammy winners, High on Fire. You know, this has a lot of stuff going on on that Saturday. That's a heavier one. That might be, it's not my favorite day, but that's probably one of my favorite days overall of all the Rockvilles in the past that I've been to. Yeah. And then, yep. And, yeah. I, and then Sunday is my personal favorite day because that's Tool, Incubus, Bring Me the Horizon. Meshuggah, Fever 333, Architects, Papa Roach, The Glorious Sons, Dorothy, and Tool. Again, I'll say Tool again because holy crap, Tool's going to be at Rockville. For me, I think Wage War is another one that kind of hasn't had the big mainstream like spotlight on them so much, but they're yeah. going to be another one that kind of opens some eyes and makes some new fans uh, on Saturday for sure. And gotcha. Tremonti, anybody knows anything about him, he's a phenomenal musician. He's Yeah. The last album he did, he actually wrote a book to go with it. So I mean, he's hand, yeah, yeah, he's he's got his hands in like two or three different bands over the years. You know, now he's writing books and he does all, everything. And he's such a nice guy too. So yeah, he really is. He, he, it's so unfair because people rag on Creed for many reasons. He is such an we exceptional. Were just talking about this yeah. the other day. Yeah, he is such an exceptional guitar player for decades yep. now and every band he has been a part of including this new solo project with a dying machine the album from tremonti his own project he has had success in Cre- yep. human Everything clay he does yeah. turns to gold <laughs> exactly he is that successful so it doesn't matter 
what you think about Creed or past works. Tremonti has proven himself time and time again. Also, Alter Bridge, hopefully coming out with a new album this year, too. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that'll be a cool one. So that's the one we're all hoping to get to. This is like one of the big fest, five biggest rock festivals and metal festivals in the country every year. So we're all going to try to go to that again and get unfairly sunburnt the entire time. It's walking around for three days straight in the disgusting <laughs> Florida sun because in May, in when May. it's 95 out. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, it's 7 AM also. That's not even the middle of the day. Cause the middle, like two or three in the afternoon is when it gets so unbearably bad. We all just have to scamper away to the media area and like hide under the shade and cry for a little bit. <laughs> and hopefully you have I still some water have, in like, there permanent sun scars on one of my shoulders from rockville one year i remember see we have so many like we all have the stories of rockville together like whether it was like the year the tornado came or 2017 you weren't there for that one or like 2017 when it was so unbearably hot that most photographers couldn't even stay out there for two songs yep and it was that brutal. That was the year Def Leppard and Chevelle closed out one. And then Soundgarden, like sound, one of Soundgarden's last performances with Chris Cornell yep. that year. I mean, there's so many stories we have with that. So it's, we have our war scars, but at the same time, it's nothing. Because if you think about it, all the fans, like the, especially the Gatewaiters, they go out there to get to front row to stage. They stay oh, there yeah. for 12 hours straight. I I used to be one of those people, and now I look at those people, and I'm like, that's a lot of dedication. I don't know how I ever did that. And, like, I would get it for, like, a concert and, like, for the general bit and stuff. Like, yeah, I would totally do that, too. I don't know if I would do that for a festival where it's literally 12 hours of being cramped right up front. Actually, for the first Carolina Rebellion. um, Epicenter now, yeah. Yeah, Epicenter, but that was the only one that I ever went to, like, before I was heavily enough into photography to get into, get approved for the actual festival, so. Right. um, That one I went to as a fan, and I actually made it to, like, the second row. Nice. Of of people against the gate, like, and I stood there for the entire day. Who was the final band playing for that you were so like you had to see? It was Avenged, but I, as you know, I I'm not the biggest Avenged Sevenfold fan. Thank you, Spencer's Gift Store, for ruining that for me. But um, (laughs) well, Spencer, I can't even I can't even remember who else that I I know Alter Bridge played, um, Skillet, Hailstorm. I just can't remember who else was on the bill. This is what happens when you shoot too many festivals. Yeah, that's very true. I remember, like, it got to 1 p.m. and, oh, Stone Sour and Godsmack yeah. in three days. Okay, that's probably nice. who it was standing for. But, um, yeah, so it, it was, like, halfway through the day, and I really had to pee. But I was like, I'm just going to suck it up and stay here because if I move, I am never yeah. getting back to the spot. You lose your spot. Yeah, you don't have a choice. That's all you're stuck with for the day, too. Also, yeah. thank you for not doing, like, that weird um, – gross camping camel bag trig trick or whatever the festival goers are doing oh, now what? oh yeah that's a big thing they started doing that like at coachella and other festivals where they just take the camel bag you know that's usually like a water backpack thing right. they just stuff they that down they, no. yeah they stuff it down their pants or yeah just go in that Ew. that's terrible that's it is terrible it is terrible yeah that sounds like disease ridden uh, tip all for over. concert goers <laughs> cranberry pills Ew, that's not, I don't know if that's the best tip you want to give to all the kiddos out there. (laughs) Well, if you're going to stand in line or at a show in one spot and not move your feet all day, I guess they're going to help you. I guess, yeah, if you're already putting your body through that, I guess cranberry pills are a good option. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I would rather have cranberry pills than some guy sitting next to me peeing in his own pants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you, that sounds like a joke. That is like become a thing. So that's terrible. I, it's a Euro, it's a big European. You. I know it's a big European thing too. I think like, and I'm not saying like European. Europe- oh, Lizzie! Oh. <laughs> you set her up for that one, though. No, I didn't. It was I said, all your fault. I said the word European. That is not me setting it up for anything. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Europe, hold on. Let's get on that topic real quick. 
when okay. are we going to go to Europe and go to the festivals? Because those lineups over there every year are just top notch. <laughs> Hellfest is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Everyone's like that's listening to this. When you get a chance, look up the lineup for Hellfest 2019. Just yeah. that one alone. It, that and Nova Rock. Those are the two. Hellfest and Nova for the music yeah. festivals. They are unbelievable and at the same time and you look at comparison like you see how good the festival lineups are in america this year like sonic temple and welcome to rockville wow these are really good this is awesome that we get to be a part of these then, then you, you see look in europe you see it europe you're like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, so i mean if anybody else hasn't really you know listened to this type of music and you know seen what the festivals in europe are like Get on YouTube and just spend some time looking through some of your favorite bands yep. and search for their search for their sets. Either I download Rock Am Ring, um, basically yeah. any of those. Um, they usually like record it live to broadcast like throughout the TVs and stuff and the festival grounds, but then they end up posting them online. So I right. used to watch the live streams of download every single year for the last 10 years, probably. And every time I just sit there and I watch it, I'm like, look at the production. Every band has pyro like pyro is essentially set up at these stages. And then each band just has to pay a fee to use it. So you get most of these bands that'll just pay the however much money it is, the fee to do it, and they'll all just have pyros. So you get to see cool stuff like that all day, which here in America, you might get the headliners have it. Like Slipknot or Avenged occasionally has some, but that's yeah. kind of it. You don't get a ton of that in America, as much as yeah. over in Europe where it's already there on the stages and they don't have to bring it in. In America, you're really lucky. I mean, lucky if you get the killer light show or smoke or f yeah. like the smoke streams or something <laughs> like that pyro is usually a rarity you know yep. and like over there though like here's a great example the like we were talking about alter bridge earlier alter bridge in america has a decent following in europe alter bridge <laughs> is enormous yeah and people don't understand that go watch live footage of alter bridge in europe they are headlining shows they are doing these they are playing in front of crowds of like hundred thousand people daily yeah and it's so crazy to think that but yeah they have the full set they have everything so yeah um i'm down for the 2020 europe experience so long as we plan it out i think that should be easy to do if we do it long term now that my moving situation's done it's just we have to figure out which one we're going to and now that we all know people that can help us get in it should yeah. be fine the only thing i can see yeah. a problem yeah like as long as much as i loved hellfest it, that one would have been a little bit rough to like plan out that quick yeah and well, then, and something uh, Lizzie briefly talked about, instead of going over there and trying to hit multiple ones every single year, we were thinking about maybe trying to do, trying to go over there every year and try and hit a different festival every single year and try and to get the experience yeah. that way. And I'd be I mean, up for that too. Spend, yeah, if you spend a week over there, you know, you'll spend two or three days at the festival and that still leaves three other days maybe or something to go explore whatever nearby city. So if you do Rockham Ring... You can go do, you know, anything within Germany that's a train ride away or, you know, same thing with download in England and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. we're thinking that might be a different way to actually get more of the culture and more of the Europe stuff in rather than just do festival, festival, festival. So. I agree. And I would want to travel more. So that way every year is a different country or a different area to do it that's with. Exactly like it. One year's France, the next year's Austria, the next year's Spain, the next year's the UK. So be a little more adventurous and that'd be easier to plan out too by far for sure exactly okay. so going back to the states and this is the other one i wanted to talk about sonic temple which is the replacement for rock on the range i know there was a big hubbub about the name change and things like that that we won't go into too much detail what do you guys think about the sonic temple lineup this year um hold on trevor has to pull it up because i that's can't totally fine. i'll start going over some of the headliners while you're like looking it up okay so for the big headliners of, on Friday, System of a Down and Ghost, also featuring Hailstorm, Meshuga, Parkway Drive. I can hear yes. Trevor getting excited, <laughs> Lizzie too. Blackfield, Black Label Society, Avatar, Bad Wolves, Zeal and Ardor, uh, Wage War, Hands Like Houses, and more. That's day one. System of a Down and Ghost alone for the, like, the top two, that's pretty solid in my opinion. I'm excited for that just as a fan of both bands and as a concert photographer. So hailstorms always fun uh, to shoot because they're very aware of the photographers and, they you are. know, you'll occasionally get eye contact from Lizzie or some of the other guys in the band. Um, just cause they, they like to make faces and stick their tongues out occasionally and you'll get some yes. fun stuff. 
like, yes. you'll see that they're having as much fun as we are. So. See, Hailstorm and at, um, A Day to Remember are two of the best bands with that. They know how to play to the cameras while not sacrificing the quality of the performance and the music, you know? Yep. They can still a Day put to Remember on the show. is by far the best. <laughs> yeah, they know how to put on the show, make sure everyone's loving it, while still get, making sure the photographers are getting something to work with, too. They are the best at that. Well, yep. Five Fingers also also really good about that. Yeah, you've shot Five Finger Death Punch more times <laughs> than I have. So, I yeah. yeah, I can get that, so... Day two, a Saturday, is Disturbed and the Prodigy, also featuring Lamb of God, In This Moment, The Cult, Gojira, Action Bronson, Fever 333, Architects, Kill Switch Engage, While She Sleeps, Movements, Issues, Boston Manor, The Black Dahlia Murder, and more. Okay, first off, I'm saying something about Gojira. If nobody knows anything about them, go watch them. If you're going to Sonic Temple or any of these other shows, try and catch them because they are amazing live. They are the best thing to come out of France in a long, long time. (laughs) Yep, I totally agree. Fever is the same way. They're very energetic, um, very chaotic in their movements, uh, similar to like a Dillinger escape plan where basically you can look at any member in the band and you can look at them for one second and then you blink your eye and they're on the other side of the stage climbing up something or right. jumping well, off some amps. Let's or... be fair. Jason, <laughs> any band Jason is in like let live. It's, that's it's just him nor- that's how he eat. That's how he eats breakfast. He's just constantly right. bouncing around the house. So he climbs to the top of the festival scaffolding and then just eats a bowl of cereal that up there. And about right. Yeah. The other guys in the band, Aaron in the band, yeah, um, Eric in the band going, where the heck is he now? Dang it, I got to pull the tracker out. He has a little app on his phone that's chipped like, for wherever he goes. Yeah, uh, so what do you, yeah, Lamb of God is solid, yeah. I love so, them. I've loved I, them for years. Have you ever seen the Prodigy live? I have not. No, okay, me neither. So Nobody's yeah. ever, I've never even heard of them until Trevor's they got announced. Oh, oh, yeah, they're 90s. I mean, that's a big yeah. name from Europe, so. Oh, yeah. And then Disturbed. What do you guys think about Disturbed coming back and headlining after their album came out this past year or the end of last year? What do you guys think about that one? It'll be interesting. I mean, you have all the old school fans that have listened to them for years and years and years. And then, you know, there's people that are more into the new stuff rather than the old stuff that like their new CD more. Um, I personally wasn't thrilled with the new CD just because it didn't have enough energy to keep my attention. Um, There was a few like acoustic or slower songs that just kind of seemed a little sleepy to me compared to what they've done throughout their entire career. And there's nothing wrong with changing their sound. It's just not what most fans of theirs are used to. Yeah. I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, when I listen to the album, yeah. Seeing them is a different story for the most part. I've only shot Disturbed yep. once. Uh, Lizzie, yeah, I think you've pro- shot them a few more. Their production is top-notch, along with Slipknot and Kiss and any Rammstein. No, nobody's on par with them. Well, but, yeah, that's, you know, that's with, a circus. With the pyro so. aspect of it all, though, they've always got pyro. You know, when they do these festivals, and even the headlining tour they're doing now, um, like I know Dan Donegan now plays uh, the piano on Sound of Silence and his piano catches on fire now. They've literally rigged his piano to catch on fire while he's playing that song. So there's always something nuts going on on their stage. So they're always fun to watch and definitely fun to shoot. The so- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so on then day three, let me pull it back up because I just tapped out. Dang it. I know day three is Foo. also... Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, Bring Me the Horizon, Joan Jett and the Heart and the Blackhearts, Chevelle, The Hives, The Distillers making their comeback, Scars on Broadway, The Struts, Refuse, Palais Royale and the Glorious Sons, which are featured on, featured on Sirius XM a lot, The Interrupters, and more. So what do you guys think about day three? It's kind of like Rockville was last year. There's a few names that I like and that I'm interested in seeing. And then most of the rest I'm not familiar with. I've never really listened to nor seen. So it'll be interesting. Day three definitely has like on the lower card of day three are the bands that I've never heard or like I know the name and that's it. But still, I think it's decent. Um, Bring Me the Horizon also is another band who's like kind of like Disturbed. The new album is going to have a lot of new style that's going to be brought to the live shows, I bet. Yeah. yeah Although for... I've seen photos from the recent tour that's happening right now, and I'm really liking the photos. So Good. So... Like it's ramped up a little bit. So hopefully Good. the light's gotten better yeah. over the years and they've started yeah. to 
change things up and spend more money on that. So good. They learn from that too. They actually know how to invest in things. So that's good to hear. And then Foo it's Fighters. Interesting yeah. to see how much Bring Me the Horizon has jumped up on those festival lineups. Yeah. Especially this year. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that's basically a headline spot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They, for sure. So yeah, jump. at Rock at Rockville and Sonic Temple. Yeah. I mean the album just came out a couple weeks ago. So right. Yeah, so that's a big jump for them. Whether you like the new style or not, that's definitely huge. Thing, huge things happening for those guys. So we have those two festivals. Hopefully, we're applying to get into them. And then going back to really quick, this is where Trevor, Lizzie, and myself always get a little bit nervous because even if we get approved to cover these shows and shoot them, we may not always get to cover every band like System of a Down yes. or Foo Fighters because sometimes the labels or the publicists like will limit how many photographers can shoot a band. Sometimes the artists don't want any photographers like Joan Jett yep so that's how we kind of get grumpy sometimes like we'll be there with our gear waiting and then we just have to watch like everyone else it's like but the, the stage is right there i was just at that stage shooting someone else why can't i shoot them <laughs> we're like the little sad yeah. puppies and like looking out the window and we can't go or how about those people that get approved that we don't necessarily know how they get approved to shoot yeah. them um yeah there's like people also that will either lie about credentials to get approval or they just get put in the spot it's like hey you're shooting for this publication uh go ahead and just run up there and shoot it you have a camera right oh you don't well <laughs> go out and just get any camera we just need you to shoot this yeah yep. and, and then they the want doing yeah. it for years and have all the experience and our work shows that uh-huh we're basically sitting in the corner just watching. Yeah. <laughs> and like the publicist, it is, yeah, I mean, and it is. And the publicists and the labels sometimes don't know. Like they can't do research exactly. on every single photographer. And that's fine. I just wish there was more accountability because like after the show, like say there's one photographer that lied about everything and they're looking like, hey, where's the covers of the shots that we approved you to shoot? And they never post anything. Yep. Like that's an e that's an easy uh, way to cross someone off in the future. Again, blacklisting's real, everyone. And if you're on that list, it's almost never getting off. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah. that's how it is. So we talked about festivals. There's so much coming up. We're all going to be sunburned and sweaty and gross together, <laughs> along with all the other fans. It'll be a lot of obnoxious fun. Um, what are some of the new out music that you guys have been listening to lately? Um, I know we talked about Bring Me the Horizon that just came out. Fever 333, which I love, just came out. What are some of the new albums you've been listening to? Guys have been Soil Works. Soil Works. Soil... I liked the new Soil Works, too. Yeah, Verkliotin, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I liked I it. I have no idea, but You got I a better chance at pronouncing it than I do. I, I, had to do the I had to do the album review on it, so I had to keep looking it up on how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure exactly. if I'm remembering correctly, it's Verkliotin, but yeah. That's definitely Clayton. one. Um, the new Papa Roach that came out um, for most people, they might think it's slightly different, but it kind of grown on me. Like the first listen, I know that me and Lizzie kind of sat and listened to it together. We weren't exactly, you know, super thrilled on it because it was, it seemed like a little more poppy and more electronic than what they've done in the past. Right. But I think, you know, after listening to it for, you know, a month or so now, it's kind of started, some of the songs have grown on us a little bit more, and you start to hear more intricacies in the background and the music that you might not have heard the first time around. So. Also, a lot of the songs live, and we can say this since we just saw them on Shiprock, the, the new stuff comes across really well in a live setting. Okay, that's so. good to hear. Because, like, I've heard yeah. that about Bring Me the Horizon, too. Like, Bring Me the Horizon, like... Some of their songs, the newer stuff, sounds like a dance party, according to my friend right. Anna, who's a photographer up at the Northeast. But they make it work really well in a live setting. Yep. So, yep. That, yeah, um, so that's awesome. Another band, another band for me that, um, you know, shameless promotion because they're my friends is the band Era out of Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they just put out a new CD, Neon, I think, last year at some point. And yeah. I love it. It's it's kind of a good mellow mix of, you know, half screaming, half singing, melodic type of stuff that pretty much any rock fan could kind of get into. Um, but with fantastic guitar work, the guitar players are amazing. Everybody in the band is talented. So That's awesome. Really good. If you've never heard of it, check them out. Okay, so we know for a fact this year in 2019, we're getting a new Slipknot, new Anthrax, new Megadeth, possibly new Ramstein. They said they were actually almost going to be done. Yep. Here's the big question. There's so many other big names coming. Deftones. There's we can go on and on. Will we actually get a new Tool album this year? 
<laughs> um, I think your best bet is to roll a dice and just kind of guess at this point because I got that, no idea. That doesn't it's help been... at all. Someone's <laughs> well, well, magic eight ball. Yeah, yeah magic eight ball. Ask it once. Ask, and... ask again. It'll say ask again later. Ask over. Again and... later. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> ask again in ten years. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh. No, maybe maybe that's what um, Maynard has. He has a magic eight ball. Every he time just, he's like, "Should we yeah. release, Should we the, release album? the album today?" Oh, so Maynard yeah, and them all, they recorded the album back in like 20, 2009, and they've been sitting on it this entire time. Yep, exactly. Oh, that's also that's, possible. That is something Maynard would do too. By the way, he would totally yep. troll people like that. Oh, that's so dirty. Uh, so. <laughs> Oh, so bad. So one final thing I want to talk about you guys with the topic. I don't know how much you guys paid attention. This past weekend was the Grammys, the ever um, <laughs> appreciative and very supportive of rock and metal, the Grammys. I don't what know why, but Trevor actually had the live, a live stream for that pulled up for part of the day. Did he? So okay. We did see some of it. So we, okay. we actually waited until the rock part came on. We saw Lizzie Hale. Um, she, Presenting. she presented about 10 or 20 awards uh, before the rock category actually came up. But, and, who pre yeah. and who presented the rock category ones? Uh, some shaggy. Shaggy. It was yeah. Shaggy, which was pretty interesting. Hold on. Hold on. It wasn't me. Yep. Now you see what I got to deal with for the rest of my life. That wasn't even a that wasn't even a joke, Lizzie. That that, that didn't even well, make wasn't sense. Me presenting. Musical uh, 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 well, that only people who know music would get. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, like with the actual rock categories, though, I know Lizzie did presenting, which is nice to see her get like a role in that. What did you guys yep. think of some of the winners and like just the award for this year's awards themselves? If you're uh, disappointed, of course, just like pretty much anybody else who has listened to this genre for more than the last six Wait, months. Wait, there was only <laughs> only one that I had something very like I had a very positive reaction for, and that was Chris Cornell. Yep. Okay, fair enough. I had two that I was actually very positive about. That was Chris Cornell for best rock performance, and then High on Fire for best metal performance. I thought I was ecstatic at that one because I never in a million years would have thought they, the Grammy and the award ceremony would even blink an eye at High on Fire. Right. Well, so I, we don't know very much about them. Like yeah. that was, we listened to them a little bit afterwards and we're like, okay, well, at least it's rock music. Like, yeah, it's heavy. We're yeah. not going to argue that, but. Yeah. Who else was on that? That Hold we the, it was trivium, else, trivium was in it, and I was death really heaven, hoping yeah. that trivium, trivium and Death Heaven. Death Heaven was also like the underdog. I kind of wanted to win also for Death Heaven. I think song. Under, maybe Under Oath was yep. on it too. Under they, Oath, they were on one of them. They were. So, it was for that one. It was for On My Teeth. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I've been okay. a fan of Trivium for a while, so I was kind of hoping so they were going to sing that one. And I hadn't really heard of Death. I've seen, I've heard the name Death Heaven Death before, Heaven's but I've never really good. listened to yeah. them. So I'm not it's, very versed in their music. It's but. very different, but you, I, th I think you would dig Death Heaven if you gave it a shot. Yeah. But like, it's very different, just as a heads up. So here's going to yeah. put you on the spot now. What did you think of Greta Van Fleet getting best al rock album of 2018? Really you, you can't put us on the spot because I'm going to plead the fifth on that one and not answer because you already I know that. will stall <laughs> this whole show until I get an answer from both of you. I'll start. I, hey, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. 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 Coming from me, I like the album fine. Um, especially that Black Smoke Mirrors EP. This is not Anthem of the Peaceful Army. This is that EP they did back in 2017, which is also kind of weird, too, if you think about it for how long ago it was. However, yeah, as an EP, I liked it fine. I don't think it was the best album of the year by far. I think Ghost should have stolen that out of their hands oh, so like Kanye that's did. That's what I was going for in that yeah. category. And yeah. I'd, I, I would have, I'm not a fan of Ghost so much, but I would have rather seen them take it than Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, so. so that's my opinion on that. So I don't mind it. Uh, it's not that I. It's not that I mind Greta Van Fleet winning an award. It's just I don't think they deserve that award. Who else was nominated? Well, the album too, like you said, was not okay. even within the same year. So yeah, that was, and that's was, weird. That was the first issue. So I have, I have a couple <laughs> issues with okay. it. Okay, go ahead, Lizzie. No puns allowed. <laughs> I don't think I have any for this too serious of a topic. Oh. Okay, okay, we're sitting down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Greta Van Fleet, when I saw him live, I was like, okay, I'd never heard of him before seeing them. And right. I was like, this is actually really cool. It's unique because it's, it's not unique <laughs> because we all know who they sound like, but it's unique for this time period because nobody else sounds like that right now. Yeah. Um, so they have that going for them. The problem is I've read the interviews and listened to the interviews and they will not even give me. Yeah. yeah, they will not even acknowledge that Led Zeppelin is an influence or an inspiration. And the fact that they so adamantly deny that or the slightest mention of or possibility of it yeah. just completely turns me off because I, it's, it's completely unfair. I totally get that. I remember seeing some of the same interviews too. And I interviewed one of the guys, the guitarist Jake at uh, Rockville, and he was a nice guy. But I read <laughs> all the other interviews they did and they said Bob Dylan was their biggest influence. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. But you can't ignore who you sound like and who your direct influence is because there's no way you've never heard of Led Zeppelin before and can hear how your music influenced by that. Right. Yep. And the way they dress and the way they look, and it's literally the whole nine yards. It's the whole package. It's not yeah. just the way that they sound, you know, the way he plays his guitar behind his head. And, I'm not going to deny the, the talent. Yeah. I just yeah, want yeah, for sure. They are not hacks. Yeah. Their no. own twist on it. Right. Yep. So they have their first album, full album out now. And there are some songs on there that feel like they were stripped straight from a Led Zeppelin concert. However, yeah. they have the talent in spades. Yeah. So I am also curious to see where they go from here. Because right. if they pull like a band, like how bands sometimes release the same album over and over, if they yeah. pull that, they could be in trouble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, it'll just kind of see how the future plays out for them. If they decide they're going to start changing their sound a little bit, then they might have like a career ahead of them that could be very prosperous for them if they know how to kind of adapt and overcome from what their allegations are of being copycats. You know, if right. they kind of learn from that and be like, look, we're getting a bunch of negative attention right now. If we switch it up just enough, then maybe we can kind of get out of that and kind of make our own footprint on the rock music and it might actually help them in the long run. So I have, I have hope for that. That'd be great for them. That would be great for everybody else to kind of get all, get them out of the hot seat too. So yeah, we'll see what I, plays out in the future. I think that's a smart way to put it. So um, I'm just every year we keep hoping the Grammys will learn to like, you don't have to focus every rock, rock and metal category on um, free TV. However, some a little more respect and like notice and just appreciation yeah. would be nice. But then they pull the the Vinnie Paul thing, and then we're like, yep. oh yeah, it's the Grammys. Well, yeah. and not only the thing with them not presenting the th we only have three categories as it is. So you don't think that those three categories took them maybe less than ten minutes to do all three of them? That they couldn't find a way to put one or two of those in there? Yeah, you know, and take minutes or three minutes of a broadcast you know that's the only thing that kind of bothers me if it was something that you know took an hour to get through 10 categories totally understandable that they would nick some of that stuff from the tv broadcast but to fit one or two or three in that we have max i don't see how that's an issue but the vinnie paul thing definitely and ollie yeah. herbert and ollie yeah. herbert yeah i mean Kyle, ollie herbert, Kyle from we came as romans as well yeah. you know i mean was in a smaller band, so I kind of understand. He was, but it's still like, that's a sad thing. And Ali Herbert is the thing where it's like a very um, unfortunate circumstance where that's still ongoing with investigations and stuff. Right. But with Vinnie Paul, he's a four-time Grammy nominee, right? Yeah. And they won one, I believe, exactly. As well. Yeah, so it's like you yep. have they, you know who he is. That's yeah. So I don't know. Grammys, come on, come on now. Yep, it's terrible, but. You know, and, you know, as rock and metal fans, most of us kind of disregard it because they disrespect us year in and year out. So I don't, you know, it, it is upsetting to an extent, but most of us just kind of brush it off and we say, do. oh, well, the Grammy suck, but then we pay so much attention to it. And it's kind of, yeah. it is, you know, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. We have to pay attention to it yeah. because that's where the rest of the world is. Yeah. I mean, and for us like, to get 
recognition in the rest of the music industry yeah. through something mainstream like that where other people can actually see it and take notice. And yeah. We get <laughs> year in and year out. Yeah. So maybe some year, maybe in a couple of years from now, we just need that one huge band to like really get all the attention. Everyone I think they have Maynard the uh, little uh, shake em ball and they're sitting there asking the magic eight ball, when are we going to put the rock categories in? Hold on, ask let's shake again, it a few times. Ask again later. So Maynard's <laughs> ask again in a decade. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's Maynard's sitting back know. with them. <laughs> uh, that's so bad. Uh, magic eight ball. We hate the magic eight ball. <laughs> I feel like I need to go to the store and buy one of those. We're going to buy it and bring it to Rockville and yes. hope that we're so we're gonna make decisions oh, at Tool. At, oh yeah, we actually throw it on stage while Tool is performing, so we can actually get a picture. <laughs> of it. Hey, That's I have a great one of idea. These. Let's do it. We have one of these. He does it live into the microphone. Should we release our album tonight? <laughs> Ask again later. Okay. <laughs> I'd oh. probably myself if that actually happened because that would be way too ironic and funny. Yeah, it'd be hilarious, but I'd be like. But then I'd Hang be really on, disappointed. I'll make sure to bring one of those camel packs for you. Oh, oh perfect. Thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks Save for letting me know. saving me. So, okay, <laughs> Lizzie, you're going to be the buffer between me and Trevor in the pit. We can't be next to each other now. Damn we it. can't be next to anybody in the pit, apparently. <laughs> well, with that, yeah. I mean, that's a hazard. If someone bumps into it too hard, there's going to be a massive. Oh. Oh, was okay. that too far? Nope. Was that the one that grossed you out? There will be no urination at Rockville inside the photo pit. At least not for me. I, don't, I can't guarantee anybody else. I don't know all the other We shouldn't have to get, like, make that a thing, though. People should know better. <laughs> last, year well, at Rockville, there was a, last year at Rockville, no names, there was one girl that was completely hammered, and she brought her booze with her, and she just set down her booze that she snuck in like right by the stage while she was trying to shoot. Oh, that's terrible. Right? Hey, you know, you know how we talked about that little thing called a blacklist? That's yeah. a quick way to end up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's really how it should be done, too. I mean, if yep. you're like, think of any actual real job, too. All right, hang on. Let me put my shot, my schnapps, and my whiskey down. All right, can I take your order? No, you can fire. Let me, let me file these spreadsheets for you while I'm drinking my <laughs> Jack Daniels at desk. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, so bad. Okay. You know, a lot of people probably look at us, though, and they're like, well, they're, they're that close to the rock music scene and rock stars. Like, they probably have a rock star life. They can get uh, away from that crap, which see, I just very, very not true. <laughs> not at all. And it's... The rock and metal scene are not like the 80s anymore, where it's the backstage no. is just a coke and hooker party. Everyone, yeah. backs, everyone backstage, behind the scenes, is working. No yep. one's sitting around. No one's just casually goofing off or making out with like women that met in the parking lot or doing drugs. Everyone is working on the show, on their own stuff, like right. planning out for the future, whatever. That's all. Yep. That's it. So. Yep. Sorry to burst the bubble about that, but that's really how it is. And so when we see this, like a woman come in, like just running in, okay, I'm here and put down her booze before she starts like taking up space in the photo pit. Yeah, we get upset about stuff like that. Yep. And do. what band was this for? Stone Temple Pilots. Uh. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just how it is sometimes. It'll be di it's different every year though, you know. The good people always last and the bad people always get weeded out even if it's not fast enough, you know. God, I hope so. <laughs> and to be fair, there are some people like I actually know um oh, who was it? I want to say maybe even Stone Sour that they approve different people um every festival or every show because they want to make sure people that haven't shot, shot them exactly. before get to shoot. And they're really so good about is, that. Yeah, that is a thing. Um, and the possibility why some people get denied and others get yeah. approved. Yeah, so it always is a thing too. So some bands are right. really good about that. So yeah. that we've gone just almost a little over an hour. So I want to thank you guys both for taking the time to do this, sharing okay. your cost photography oh, stories. Yeah, <laughs> and we have your cost photography stories and also your music opinions and everything else going on. Not thank you for the puns. That's way too much. I, I, I was going to say, you know you got to thank her for the terrible jokes that she makes. I thanked her for other things. I think that's good enough. <laughs> if I write them on paper, they'll be really terrible. They'll still be terrible no matter what. 
<laughs> she meant oh, the paper. Lizzie, come on. <laughs> yeah, it went over your head completely. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I've heard I've heard all these a few times, so I knew it was coming, and I heard it right when she spit it out. I was like, "Oh God!" Lizzie's gonna go to Lizzie's gonna go to bed with a big smile on her face now, feeling like <laughs> no. she accomplished something. <laughs> oh, so hold on, before we end on the pun thing, she has to tell you her favorite one. No, why did you put me on the spot? Do it. No. Okay, well then I'll say it if she doesn't want to say it. What do you call a classy fish? I don't know what. <laughs> As you can see, you hear her laughing at her own joke before I even spit the answer out. A classy fish? You call them sophisticated. Pot up. Lizzie Davis, you are grounded. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it, it, it's bad, but... That's she, like she, la she you would be rejected. It. You would be rejected from a Laffy Taffy writing joke writing job. <laughs> they would tell you to get wow. out. Damn, that's that's really harsh. I want to call Laffy Taffy and see if they'd actually put that on there or whether they would reject it. Can we hear all the bad jokes that didn't make the cuts? Oh my gosh. I actually I, I would wanna, right now. I would actually be interested in that too, to be fair. What were so bad that Laffy Taffy said no? All right, I'm emailing them right now. We'll yes. get a response hopefully in a week to add to the end of the podcast. Free, please send Taffy no matter what the answer is. <laughs> okay, closing well, out. Please, the banana guys. Tie because it's terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> give me the cherry kind. Okay, yes. so really quickly, please give your social and your contact info. Uh, Lizzie, please go first. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, at Lizzie's, which is L-L-Z-Z-I-E-S. Perfect. And then Trevor, go ahead. Uh, Trevor Williams Photography. Okay. And that's pretty much on Facebook and Instagram. It's the exact same. Awesome. Okay. And if you guys do that, check out their constant photography, please. It really does help out a ton. Like to get notice in the like notifications and also just like when you follow, but also just get the actual engagement and like checking out their photos, liking them. That helps a lot of other people see them too. Also, mine's get rocks net on Instagram and then rocks net on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you guys again. Thank you, Trevor and Lizzie. Lizzie, you are still grounded. <laughs>